you could download it on. I'm losing him. I'm Chester Cashcock. <laughs> I think of Richie Rich. Oh. Let's watch a full-length movie. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. A sec, I can't. Uh... Welcome. Wow, Mike, you're pretty good on that guitar. I mean, that was me on the guitar. Did I mention it? Uh, I think I just disconnected my feed. I don't know. I don't know. It was fine before. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, Let's Watch a Full Nights Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Did you disconnect or disconnect? Oh, you know what I did? My backup copy got, uh, it was two simultaneously recording. So mm-hmm. we decided to shut one off and uh, it showed up so both. Save so. on life support. Got it. Gotcha. It's still going. Oh, okay. All right. Well, cool. Uh, we are here recording live from Mutiny Radio Studios and mutinyradio.fm where we stream our show every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Western Time, as we say. <laughs> Two o'clock. So sunny. So Carl, it's so beautiful in San Francisco yeah. today. Nice. We're, you, how how it was so sunny in San Francisco today. Terrific. No, no, no wait. Oh man, it was sure it was hot in San Francisco. Oh, how how hot was it? Well, it was so hot. I saw a bicyclist and a motorcyclist argue, and none of them were wearing jackets. I guess that's an inside Frisco joke, because... Speaking of Frisco, Carl, what's the movie today? Uh, yes, it is Psych Out, 1968, and it takes place in Haight-Ashbury. Love it. And it is perfect. And Mutiny Radio appears in the, um, in the film, oh. at least where they will in the future be. And I'll show that to you when we get there. And yes. your apartment shows up. Get the fuck out. Yeah, because I live right. by that hippie shit park. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. So the premise of our show is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube. This audio portion is just half the experience. We'd like you to go to YouTube and watch Psych Out with us and sync it up with Carl and I. Uh, And you can find us at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's our iTunes moniker. And we're also available at mutinyradio.fm as well as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on youtube.blogspot.com which is almost up to date just four more entries Spiegelman so uh, I uh, we have no Wi-Fi today here in the studio so I can't watch the movie or, or play the sounds but I'm going to watch it on my phone like a regular plebe 
And if you put the sound on your phone, then yes. the mic will pick it up. Yeah, that's right. And I have the sound. If you just ask me unmute, I can. Okay, sounds good. So let me go ahead. I'm at YouTube. I'm going to go ahead and type uh, S, uh, no, P. Sorry, that. that oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I put a hyphen in there. It's P-S-Y-C-H-O-U-T. And Philip Popcock is uh, Pocock. my choice. Okay, sounds good. I see it right here as well. I'm going to hit... Uh, Play them to hit pause while buffers. Okay, so I have it at zero and I paused it and I'm going to put it on side screen. So uh, we have the good fortune, Paul Brumbaugh is here uh, to do our countdown. Countdown. Paul Brumbaugh also does the uh, (laughs) podcast, The Edge of Insanity, and uh, it's a great podcast. You should pick it up. It's one of the greater, uh, one of the more popular mutiny radio uh, shows, as he was bragging. So, all right. Well, it should be. Hi, Paul. Hi. We're doing well. So, yeah, yeah, I was bragging my ass off before, but we're talking about your show now. All right, so we're getting that finger over the triangle. Right. You guys are going to do it in three, two, one, play. All right. I got a blank screen. Thank you. Oh, wait, Lion? No, oh, no. Can we do it again, Paul? Sure, absolutely. All right, you guys, oh. finger over the triangle in three, two, one, play. All right. Lion. Okay, sounds good. Crowley there's, Lion, there's, right? He's like, you fucking hippies, get out of my theater afterwards. <laughs> Don't you be no, having free love in my theater. There's oh, Orion. the Orion. Yeah, but because... see, Orion pictures. I always picture them for like 80s movies, this logo. Uh, maybe it's because they were part of the DVD distribution. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's probably what it is. You're absolutely right. The... <laughs> All right, hippies. Where's my wife? Oh, here we go. Finally, American International Pictures. Which we know from many other films that we've done. Yeah, we saw a great drag strip racing movie, right? Drag Strip Riot. I think they produced that. Yeah, and was the fat spy it too? Look, Dick Clark production. Did you see that? Yeah. So Dick Clark produced this movie? Uh Oh, hey, look at that bomb. Ba-boom. Let's go nuclear. What we're trying to do here is say like, it's a crazy world. Yeah, but I hate that because you see people die in the opening credits or get hurt, and then it's like, what a world. Here's our movie. What about those people? Oh, there's one of them. She's beautiful. You like her? She's not the star of our show. Jack is, but she's close. The actress is a famous actress, right? She's the daughter of a famous uh, acting... Yeah, in, in Manhattan. And she got her start in on Broadway, too, in the 50s. Uh, Susan Strasberg. Strasberg. Lee Strasberg. Right. Yeah. And he is the uh, acting coach. And she's on a bus right now, and, and it's such a hippie culture. Some woman gave her a flower right. at a stop. That's great. Right. Man. Now they just give you a, a clean needle. Oh. <laughs> in San Francisco, when the bus stops, they get they hand out free needles. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, look at that hate street. That is. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I hate that. Uh, oh, what's your opinion on Hay Street? Well, I I love San Francisco, but I just, I hate Ashbury, man. <laughs> Why? What did I Ashbury just, do to you? 
<laughs> like, obscenity fails. See that? Yeah. Ooh. Obscenity well, I should, fails. I should mention we're seeing an all-star uh, cast on on the title screens, but we're also seeing San Francisco upper. Ha- I hate the hate street, and a lot yeah. of this architecture still remains. The gated uh, doors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, but a lot of these places mm-hmm. have closed, like Connie's restaurant. Oh, I wish I could do sound. Let me see if I could do sound. There's the actual street sign. Hate Ashbury. And there's Jenny looking around like I have arrived in San Francisco. She was in the trip. She was. If it wasn't for the trip, this movie would not exist. The trip made this movie. You hear that? That's from the phone. Paul Brumbaugh hooked this up. So in the trip, she dies, right? Um, I don't remember. I haven't seen the trip. She's the wife of Peter Fonda. Oh, look at this. It's I might have seen the trip, but I don't remember. dope. LSD. <laughs> that was a graffiti. Now you see it says strawberry alarm clock. Yeah. The seeds. There's some good acts here, but I don't know. They didn't do a good job. Hey, man, you know, no one fucks with Strawberry Alarm Clock, okay? They're fucking awesome. Yeah. Now look at well, Laszlo well, Kovacs. Okay. Director of photography is like an Emmy, uh, Oscar award winner. Is he? Yeah, Laszlo Kovacs. He's, directed, he's done principal photography for a lot of big films. Not just hippie shit. Well, I... Okay, so... In Sense of Peppermint's gonna be in this movie. How about Rainy Day <laughs> Mushroom Pillow? I can't wait to hear that tune. Okay, so here it is. Laszlo, right? He yeah. came from Hungary... And he got hooked up with low-budget features, but Easy Rider, Five Easy Pieces, What's Up Doc, Paper Moon Champagne. Yeah. These are major... I mean, it's all 70s stuff, you know. But he, it's he major went away. stuff. Yeah, but it is major stuff. Yeah. He did five films with this director. With this director? Um, yeah. Who is Rich. not Roger Corman, we should mention. This is not a Roger Corman right. production. Right, and people say Roger Corman's much better than this guy. This guy did do the stunt man. Okay. That's the end of it. I mean, he did Color of Night, that like. Oh, I love Color of Night. Movie. If, if that movie was he on YouTube, that. motherfucker, we would be watching that. Well, he just doesn't get praised. Okay, here we see that she didn't hear the horn for some weird reason. Right. And now this square is all mad at her. You people. I'm so trying to write 16 candles. I'm John Hughes. <laughs> oh, he's like, she's deaf, huh? And then, that's oh, right. She finds out he's, she's, he's deaf. So he has to eat shit and be embarrassed. Well, he should be like, embarrassed for yelling at a woman with his wife's in the passenger seat. Oh, no. Uh, oh, Mike, we saw on the opposite. Out of, <laughs> I mean, you know, you remember when you got mad at me and because uh, I was mad, I was rude to that woman who was crossing in front. Remember? Yes. I, I'm I'm one of the bad guys. I'm so sorry. Well, the idea is that like you're gonna shame this woman on the street, but your wife's in the passenger seat. You don't want to do that. You want to act cool. Speaking of acting cool, here's a bunch of hippies. Respect. Yes. Yes. And they're Remember in the park. Revolution documentary. Yes. That's sort of what we're seeing right now. Yeah, we have seen. We like watching hippie films from the '60s, especially if it takes place in our uh, station's Clark hometown. Again. Yeah, Dick Absolutely. Clark production. So, how old was he in '68? Oh gosh, uh, I I don't know. Maybe thirties. I don't. I'm not sure. He's America's well, okay. teenager, right? <laughs> he was in charge of America's. Produced teenager. by Lowercase D. Dick Clark. Okay, so there's Dick Clark and there's Norman Herman. I don't know. And it also says produced by American um, 
pictures. But Dick Clark was, this is the first time he was ever a producer. He chose all the music in this thing, all the bands, and he took interest in day-to-day stuff. And he personally, personally, product placed Dr. Pepper King. Okay, here's Jack Nicholson. I just want to play this. This I think he's so obnoxious in this scene. Yeah. All right, and there's a Meat Beat Manifesto sample coming up. In their song Psych Out, they, they sample this, his dialogue here. That's very nice. Very intellectual. I also like the fact that this diner has beads for each booth. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, we just have bottle service. We're meeting the members. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. That's all I want. <laughs> Fuck you, Jack Nicholson. What's up with that? Well, yeah, that's really uh, very racist, actually. And also, the guy makes a self-effacing racist comment coming up, in which he says he would go get the coffee because it's like in his biological makeup or historical blood or something like that. Right. Well, Dude, I, it's so racist. <laughs> so if you haven't seen this, you should have seen the movie. But uh, there's a bunch of young guys, including Jack Nicholson, wearing a vest and nothing else. In fact, I think all of them like that style. And he just turned to his black friend and said, boy, you sure had rhythm. And I just don't know the context for that racist joke. Like, were they making fun of stereotypes? No. No, no you're right. No, it's inexplicable. It's just, that's the first, that's how we meet him. Yeah, that's how we meet him. Right. And look, they're smoking, they're smoking pot inside the diner. Well, you see how mad that guy is? Because, see, two cops are, came through the front door. One of them, my friend, is Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall? Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> He's the, the patron. looking for the death girl. If any Gary Marshall movie appears for free on YouTube, we're watching it. You understand? Well, I would hardly call the thing. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay, so now they're discovering that she is... New? Deaf. And deaf. Is it because uh, she's not charmed by them? That bitch no, won't talk back to me. Now, Jack Nicholson, because it's like, oh, I'm so smart, he catches on. See? Oh, he puts up his hand to block his mouth so she can't read lips. That's so obnoxious. Well, that's good. You don't have to look at his, all of his face. He doesn't have a mustache. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's different. And he goes, watch, he puts his hand up. He's, she's, getting, she's getting introduced to the band. His name is Stoney. Oh, there he goes. I think she's deaf. And they're like, that's not cool, man. You're bringing us down. <laughs> yeah. Should, let me put... Can you tell me if you can hear it when I put off my mute? I'm, I'm a couple seconds behind, to be honest with you. I'm at uh, 9, 8, 920. Okay. So, but can I... Can you I, hear mine? Yeah. Well, no, not really. Do you okay. want, I'll plug back in. Oh, uh, no need. I was just curious for going forward in the show. Like, if I unmute, is it going to work? And it sounds oh, like I see. No. Yeah, go ahead and unmute it. I'll let you know if I hear it. All right. I have it playing in the background, too. There we go. I had to get myself more comfortable. Ah. <laughs> Watching a movie on YouTube on my phone. Ain't <laughs> that okay, America? Here comes his racist comment. Um, it's, she goes, 
she, he's gonna, she's going to say that she wants a cup of coffee, and then I'll unmute it so you can hear his race, self-effacing racist comment. Anyway, what's happening now is we're learning that Jack Nicholson really is a good guy in his heart of hearts, even though he's a jerk. He wants to help her. Okay, so I haven't plugged in. Here it is. Oh, you're way behind it. Yeah, yeah. Serving as part of my racial memory. Okay. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. That's a little self-efficient. That's Lisa, not, that's not why don't you pause it, and I'll, I'll let you know when uh, I get to your number. Okay. I'm at 10 and 50 seconds. 10 okay. And I'll let you know. I'm at 10.50 now. Yeah. Uh, there's Tony okay, Bennett there's there. Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. Oh fuck! You know what? Shit. I'm actually at uh, ten t- uh, at eleven right now. Okay. All right. Whatever. I'm a couple seconds. So there. I think it's okay. Yeah, we're okay. Eleven, right. oh, nine, and ten. Eleven, twelve. I'm, t- I'm two seconds well, behind you. We'll live. Okay. Yeah. No big deal. It's because when I pulled the uh, cord out, uh, uh, it paused for me. So right now, Jack Nicholson is mouthing to her cops, you know, because she can read lips. Uh-huh. And if you guys can't see it, he's going, cops, <laughs> with his mouth. What an actor. <laughs> Here's Gary Marshall. Look at him in his youth. So young. Where's Gary Marshall? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. He still looks like he's 60 and Jewish. Yes, he does. Yeah. He's criticizing the hippies, and these old ladies who are just kind of freaked out are agreeing with him. Can we can we note the irony of a countercultural movie produced by Dick Clark and yeah. starring the actor of the producer of Love American Style? That's true. And the thing is, it's not really ironic because this itself is exploitive. They were trying to cash in on the move, the move, you know, the trip made this film. Yeah, absolutely. Duncan Lately's second comer. Of course, Dick Clark is part of it. <laughs> so if, if you haven't seen the trip, uh, I don't think the full length version is on, on YouTube, but it's a Peter Fonda, Bruce Dern movie with Susan Strasberg. And it's in Los Angeles. They take acid. And the story goes, director Roger Corman took acid to know what he was going to record. And I think it ends tragically. All these films tend to end tragically, you know. Uh, so I got followed immediately afterwards. It was not directed by Corman or produced by Corman, uh, but has a lot of the same principles, including Dern mm-hmm. and Strasberg. And Nicholson, you know, he has this million lives when it comes to a performer because during the 60s, he was best known as a wild rider, bike uh, extra. Well, that's his, not yet. That's next year. Like in this thing, he has yet to break. Okay. He's not a big star. Because he was in Corman movies. He, he was in, of course, uh, yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, he had a, a role in there, and then he worked with the monkeys. He's in the he co-wrote the movie Head, which mm-hmm. we've watched on this show, and uh, uh, he appears in a scene telling Peter to chill out. And his girlfriend's in it too. What, what was the story about his family? Was it like his his mother winds up being his aunt or something like that? No, I I don't. Um I don't know that backstory. The only Jack Nicholson backstory I got was like as it relates to this film. Oh yeah. And it, it was all about him trying to 
I mean, he wrote the trip. He, he was a screenwriter more than an actor at this time. He wrote the script, the trip, the trip. And that they came to him. He wrote the script for this one, too. But it was like way too experimental. So um, the director, you know, Rush, he uh, sticked some other writers on it. And Jack Nicholson doesn't even get writing credit. But the lead character, Stoney, who he plays, pretty much they never changed a word. He was pretty much, uh, Jack Nicholson wrote it for himself, and it was really good. I don't know. There's high praise for him as a writer, and it's a shame he doesn't get credit for this film because he started it. One man's opinion. Strongly suspect Mike is not there. <laughs> Okay, for you watching at home, right now they're, they're making posters to advertise their band. And they're going to put them up all over San Francisco. And you know what? Because it's a movie, it works. And everybody comes. Do this in, <laughs> you know, I did this for my band in Manhattan. It never, never. How many times have you seen a flyer and you go to the thing? It never happens. Hey, Carl, I but just took movie. a trip. Ba-boom. I'm back. To the ladies' room. Yeah. Uh, the audience and I were talking about you a little bit. <laughs> You'll see on the playback. Hey, can we give a shout out to our audience? Our numbers are really good, Carl. Our downloads per Ooh. month. Yeah. Terrific. That's really good. It's a, I would say it's a medium five figure. Well, listen, I'd like to say something to all of Mike's listeners, okay? Seriously, Carl's both listeners. Of you. Both of you. Thank you for... Being with the, it's like we're like a coffee clutch. Like we have a book club, we watch the film. No, just the door is fun. You know, now, um, at this point, she's explained that she's there to see her brother. Okay, and so they're off to where the brother lives. I'm too busy looking out the window of their van to see where they're shooting this in either Burbank or uh, in. There's yeah. eight. I'll let you know when your uh, when your apartment comes up. I like this direction. They come out of the passenger seat, uh, and the the camera's right behind them. Like they must have crashed by the car. Yep. And look at these hippies staring into the camera, right? There's Jack. Oh, there's incense and peppermint. Back then, Jack could walk the street. Gonna put up posters in the upper hate. Hey. Most of the music in this thing was performed by the storybook a not famous band. They were like a San Fernando Valley band. There's no credit to them. They're not mentioned in the movie, posters, articles. They're called The Storybook. And I don't know. They were like hanging out. Why don't you guys play some songs? And they did it. So this is a cover by The Storybook or is this the original artist? The, okay. So the songs that are like Strawberry Alarm Clock, they really are. And The Seeds and everything. But all the other background stuff that's really trippy and stuff, they did it. Even huh. though you might think it's Strawberry Alarm Clock. Well, that, talk about professionalism. Dick Clark must have had a whole studio of musicians just hanging out. Like, we need you to bang out some hippie music. Yep. Look at that. Look at the little... I love that house. It has oh, the wooden it. fire escape. I think they're going to go up to the top. Yeah. The wooden fire escape, which is kind of weird, right? Why? What's wrong with that? I think that's a perfectly <laughs> rational idea. Especially so, uh, in, 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 Oh, because now, an earthquake would raise it. The truth is the um, a metal one 
if there's a fire, it can start getting hot, heated up. Yeah, your That's feet. Really awful. But, it, um, but this okay, is so look, they come to find her, and she's getting kicked out because the brother doesn't live there anymore. You know, I think I think the wooden staircase is like the actual way to get into the house. Mm-hmm. Like an entrance, yeah, the rear. Could be the side entrance for the hippies. Hippies use side door. Look at that trash, huh? That's classic trash. That trash goes for oh, thousands of not, dollars. That's not nice to say about them. Well, they're, they're vintage trash. <laughs> that's no, I meant the garbage from the 60s movie. <laughs> you see milk cartons that you have to, you know, with that triangle. Well, you could tell they're old milk cartons because on the back it says, you won't see me yet. <laughs> Mike, that must be the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I mean, can you try to tweet that somehow? <laughs> it's for the it's for the podcast. They they should at least have one joke during our two hour show. <laughs> underscore underscore underscore. Oh, you full of you're no, you do good job. <laughs> they filmed this in twenty two days. I was a hippie. Oh, there it is. Chronicle. House. Look, did you see it? No shit. Right, you saw it, right? So that was the edge of the park. Yeah, they had the frisbee golf. That was it. Well, all right, not the place where I live, but I do live by the frisbee golf entrance of Golden Gate Park, (laughs) and we just saw it. No, no, we saw your house. Oh, oh yeah, Uh yeah. And you can see where I keep the key, right under that hippie mat. (laughs) Yeah, it says peace, pot, and poker key. Oh, can you imagine if I had that apartment in 1968 and I still had rent control? $15 a week 12 and a half cents for a month we don't do half cents anymore here's a quarter I want to tip you yeah (laughs) it's a bit a month sir I'm not accepting double the rent what 25 cents a month that's an outrage (laughs) well I paid half that much Okay, so this store is not a store. Everything's free. This is the actual free store of San Francisco. They just take donations from rich people, and they give them. Well, you know, everything's free. It does remind me about the city, how people with money will pursue uh, their calling, whether or not Mm -hmm. it will last so something like this is like a white hot idea. It would, it would never last decades, but it's, it was a great idea and it got a lot of notice. And yeah, somebody rich financed this, but hippies got to put their shirts on in the in the middle of this, the floor while Jack Nicholson stares. Yeah, right. So now it's like, what are you going to do? How are we going to find your brother? And he's committing. Don't worry, I'll stay by you because clearly I want to bang you. Yeah, he's standing behind a curtain and you can see his boner sticking out of it. Right, right. What's up? He's got like a ponytail? Jack Nicholson with a ponytail? Yeah. Listen, Jack Nicholson was really faking in this movie. He's like, oh, I'm a hippie. So he does nothing like being a hippie, just acts like himself with the ponytail. (laughs) And wait till you see... Oh, that's his girlfriend. You see there to the right? Yeah. With the brownish hair, but it kind of has a red glow to it. It's cute. Her name, she has like a pseudonym for the film. Her name is Matthew. Um, the one smiling at the jewelry? 
Yeah, her right there, right there. She's going to string up all this um, jewelry. That's Nicholson's girlfriend Me- at the time? Yeah, Mimi Matthew. Yeah. Hey. I.J. Jefferson. She's playing a character named Pandora. Uh-oh, sounds troubling. Now, Hell Angels on Wheels was the other film Jack Nicholson was in. He was in it. And she's in Head. She's in the Monkeys film. Oh, She's probably, I'm trying to think, I probably know her because I've seen that movie a million times. Well, um, she has this name in the film. What is it? Oh, well, she's going to smoke she, weed. She kisses every single monkey. Do you remember? There's a girl who kisses every oh, wait, 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 wait. I always thought the girl that kissed every monkey in the beginning of the scene on the mouth was Carol Dota, the famous topless uh, burlesque dancer in San Francisco who owned her own wow. strip club. So I, that's who I thought it was. So, that's just as cool a story. Yeah. Well, either one is accurate. Jack Nicholson's girlfriend. If you ever see uh, Another 48 Hours or... Uh, Oh, shit. There's a John Cryer film shot in San Francisco. They walk on Broadway in, in North Beach, and you can see the Carol Dota sign. It's, it's Dota has, like, boobies. The Dota. Um, the Ds, I guess. Oh, double Ds? Well, they're, like, Dota? shaped Dota. The word Dota is kind of... Oh, like two... The neon sign, the logo. Dota. I think. Maybe I'm just kind of perverse. Well, well I, it could... I think it went extinct. I think it went, and went the way of the Dota. <laughs> what were your credits oh I was in a, a rock movie what'd you do I kissed all, all of the members on the mouth <laughs> and who does he prefer do you remember that they, they get to an argument like uh, they, they think uh, Peter's the best kisser or no she we doesn't... saw Head on this program. on this show yeah that's one of my favorite episodes because yeah. we wound up seeing like three different movies so we could and we, we saw it because there was some mess up right yeah. what was it well, we One wanted to away. watch Never Too Young to Die, which is a terrific movie, and it was just buried in YouTube, so we just went with head. And we were trying to watch another okay. movie, which we stopped short. It's all on our Blogspot, so check it out. Blogspot and YouTube are copyrights of Google. <laughs> that should save us for another year. Okay, so they're all doing like hip, trippy, beady stuff with music playing. Right, led by the girlfriend. Do you think the lead character is like, he's like, well, we're listening to Strawberry Alarm Clock. She's like, who gives a shit? What the fuck you're listening to? <laughs> What's in it for me? My favorite are the. She was, uh, um, she was uh, the the girlfriend of Sonny Bono, and then she went on to become the girlfriend of somebody else uh, of note. I forget who. Really? How can after Bono? Where can you go? Okay, so where well, he will go to Jack Nicholson after Bono? So where is she going to stay? She's going to stay here in this nice, nice place where everybody's free. This is the same and, kind of architecture. The wooden, the I guess. And she, he's like, you could. St-. Well, this house goes on to be um, uh, Fuller House. This is the Fuller House. house? <laughs> every every San Francisco house is the Fuller House. <laughs> yes. There's Dave Coder's uh, Bullwinkle sweater on the floor. <laughs> oh, see, there's some, there's some of um, what's his name's not funny jokes. Uh, <laughs> All of them. Look, there's Mike Love of the Beach Boys hanging out. He's probably waiting for John Stamos, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> I've watched uh, the first season of Fuller House. I think I watched two episodes of it. 
Th- those twins made a big mistake not being on that show. I think they're they're fucked. They're not, how are they going to yeah, make money? That could have been a vehicle for them. Seriously, they could have been. Um, um, okay, I think there would have been much more attention to it if they were on it, and um, it could have reminded the public about them. I don't know. I just think they missed out on a little well, capitalist. I think the opportunity idea. to save. Remember that cute girl that grew up before your very eyes? She mm-hmm. got cloned, and she has a twin now. <laughs> yeah. Or like we, they both should appear on the show because they could legally do the hours. They don't have to swap out kids because of some right. California child law. They could actually have <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't know that I was actually a twin and our uncles have been keeping the Joey Joe in the basement all this time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sunlight birds eyes. He gets arrested on a very special episode. There was never a very special episode of Full House. Oh, was Blossom. Oh, yeah, that was Blossom. And, and, uh, uh, no, like when, when he gets found out that he had a twin in the basement because he's like a pedophile and he has to go to jail. And it's a very special episode of Fuller. Well, it's a tearjerker. He's, isn't he the... Okay, never mind. Okay, so they sleep in the same bed, but they don't have sex. Uh-huh. Because... That's the gentleman. He's like, she won't hear me jerk it. <laughs> oh, he doesn't need to jerk it. He does not need to jerk it. You'll see in this film, there's plenty. Here it is. In Head, there was a scene in which she kissed each of the members of the band. Her character's name was Lady Pleasure. Oh. All right, I take that Mimi, back. I, I thought it was Carol Dota. Mimi broke off the relationship because of suspicions that Jack was cheating on the set of Five Easy Pieces. Did you see that one, Five Easy Pieces? i not a fan. I mean, it's an all right movie. It's just slow. I mean, I like the director, but he, that's the way he does it. He well, did it, the, he did, the, yeah. I enjoyed the film, kind of, but the character was such a scumbag. He was you know, scumbag. Once again, Jack, yeah, Jack Nicholson was playing a... a narcissist who just wanted a girl just because he couldn't have her. It was just bad. It was a bad vibe. Okay, now she's stuck under the Jack Nicholson um, uh, <laughs> seatbelt. Yeah, he's uh, sleeping in his arms over her. And plus, I'm sure, like... Oh, yeah, she's stuck. Oh, this is the com- comic relief part of the show. This this Mimi was still married to uh, Jack Nicholson when uh, she kissed all no, the members. No, excuse of... me. <laughs> no, I said it wrong. Jack was still married. He was still married when they started dating. He right, was he's... separated from his wife, but it was cheating. Interesting cat that guy. So Bob Rafferson, I think it's the director we're talking about, who did Five Easy Pieces, the uh, what's the King of Marvin Gardens. And then, oh uh, right, King of he, Marvin Garden. And then they did a movie in the '90s with Jennifer Lopez about like blood and diamonds or something like that. It was a, a heist movie, which I saw. Uh-huh. It was alright. I like the director a lot. I love Head. I think that's one of my favorite movies. But yeah, it he, is. I know it is. It's really a good film. Um, okay, so he's waking him up, saying so and so is freaking out in the gallery. Up oh, there he is. Oh, he, gotta go. He's on a bad acid trip. Oh, there! It's and that neck beard. He's got a, it's, yeah, his elvish chops. It's so funny. And it's like he's freaking out. Let's get the band to cool him down. It's okay. It's me, his <laughs> lead singer, Bobby on guitar, and Joey on the drums. Uh oh. 
He is his name is uh, Warren in this thing, but it's 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 Henry Jaglum. Oh no! And he was in a safe place and sitting ducks two films. That's it. He threatens people with power tools, and they got to shut him down. Hen- Henry Jellison is a famous director who's made tons of terrible movies, and we watched. We didn't watch his segment, but he's in that National Lampoon Movie Madness film that we watched a year ago. Okay, it's okay. Jagloom, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, okay. Henry Jagloom. I, it has I to be the same the guy. Story, then. He's okay. a director. He he did uh, Eating from the eighties, and then uh, he did he did a movie where he goes to cons and he and he, it's like a like a he uses cons as a background for the story. Mm-hmm. The film the 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 place in France where they have the festival. The Look at him. He's holding up a power drill. He's gone from hammer to power drill. <laughs> Get back. And it's it's buzzing, by the way. Let me see if I can put it on. You hear it? Yeah. Is that Bob Dylan? <laughs> no, that's the blender. It's <laughs> my brother's joke. Okay, tell the joke. Uh, my brother has call a my joke. Friend. Hey, call my friend. And the friend said, "Hey, Adam, are you listening to Bob Dylan? Is that Bob Dylan in the background?" And I, Adam <laughs> said, "No, that's the blender." <laughs> All right, so. I always wanted to steal that joke. I think I was teasing him about that. So I'll do it live and credit him the way I credit you. Oh, gross. He cut his... Oh, he's tripping. He thinks he sees a mutated arm. Right. Right. So what... Okay, so the the trip... The, the neat stuff about Hate Ashbury was starting to die around the fall of 67 or 68. So they started to do some rewrites on the set. And showing some of the negative stuff, like how bad it, trips. I mean, this is all bullshit, you know, bad trip. But I mean, you heard stories, and it was an exploitation film, so they quickly wrote some. I mean, this scene is out of place with the rest of the film. It's like danger and trouble. Yeah, it's it's funny. We we watched on this show, as we like to say, a documentary called Revolutions, which is on YouTube. Yeah. We would highly recommend it. And it shows yeah. one year prior, during the summer of 67. And right. they show Hate ashbury It's connected to the start of Golden Gate Park, so they show some of that. And uh, Manson kind of happened, you know, like it got bad vibes in 68. And Nicholson would do Easy Rider in, what, 69? So we're no, 68. in... 68. 68. Oh, all right. Okay, you see that? Yeah. She's like, she's saying, my brother did this. This is my brother's statue. Huh. But she won't have a lead. That's weird. Fucking art gallery douchebags. Oh, there it is. You see that? There's Mutiny Radio. Oh, yeah, right. look at that. Mm-hmm. Huh. And here's your across the street from your house by the park. So well, you're wait. in it too. Well, no, this, so this is, uh, we're over well, here. Well, no, I was at your house. Look at it. Look at it. I mean, that, that's, that's clearly, well, they're, what they're on the climbing... roof across the street. Where do you think I live now? <laughs> you live by the park with the golf frisbee. God, yeah, by the frisbee golf. It's so funny. When you, you do climb up some rooftops, but I just stopped doing that shit. Okay, now they're... Going to the hippie door. Two of them go in and the other two lay down on the roof across the street from your house. There, there you can see down there to yeah. the right in the Mission District over there, there's Mutiny Radio. 
See? Oh, so they're on the roof in, uh, in Mission District, in Mutiny Radio neighborhood. There's that church. Well, I mean, it's well, one side of the building is Mission District, and the other side is across the street from your place. Yeah, but they're, they're halfway across town. Well, they're, yeah, but they're way high up. Oh, they're I very see. high up. So right. they can see a panorama. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to pause this movie in my leisure and, and, and get a good glimpse. Okay, now this is Dave. Now he's like a guru kind of guy, and he is the star of the Wolf of Washington, the Werewolf of Washington. Dean Stockwell himself. Oh, look at him! Now in this thing, like Dean points out uh, Jack Nicholson's bullshit every single time. It's kind of Dean's a... like. Jack Nicholson's saying, come and join the band. Come and be in our band. You're really good, and we're going to become successful. And then he keeps saying things like, um, money is the root of all evil. And oh, stuff like no. That. I never thought of that right, but he's right. Well, what I noticed is that uh, Dean Stockwell is dressed like an Indian, and Jack Nicholson is dressed like a cowboy with his vest. So this he really doesn't look like a hippie. He looks like he put on a costume. He put on a costume. He went over to Spirit's Halloween store. Right. Just like Jack Nicholson like bought his ponytail and stuck it on the back of his head. Yeah. But people like Jack Nicholson because he's always Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite movie of his is... Have you ever seen The Last Detail? Where he's like... No. Uh, it's really good. Randy Quaid's in it and... Uh, uh, I think there was a sequel years later, but uh, it's a good movie, and he's good in it. But, you know, for the most part, it's always just the persona is why you go see him, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, my first experience with him was The Shining. That I was a kid, you know? Yeah. And I saw The Shining, and it's like, wow, this guy can act. And um, some of the movies he's been in, he walks through, you know? But uh, other ones, I don't know. He's got a long and varied career. Dean Stockwell looks so silly. and He's wearing a, a kneaded headband, long, like, uh, Bob's Burgers wife hair, Linda Belcher hair. And he looks like he's wearing a carpet. Oh, he's got a dickie. That's a collarless shirt. You see how it's buttoned right there? Yes, I did. It is dicky. You're exactly right. And he's always going to be in the same outfit. Okay, so he says, I know who you're looking for. You're looking for a man they call the Seeker. He's called, they're calling him Steve Davis, but he goes, the Seeker seeks God. So in order for you to find the Seeker, you should seek God too. So next thing you know, they're in a church. Now these old people are like, those hippies, look at the way they dress. (laughs) So disappointing, right? And then you go up to the window and you see, that's the way Jesus and the disciples dress. Uh, Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, right, they got three lookalikes to stand outside the stained glass. Oh, here's the car impound. Yeah, we wrecked your car Tuesday. Well... The preacher led them here. So um, her artist brother is sculpting shit out of old cars. Something like that. So they're off to seek the seeker. You know what? If Mark Wahlberg runs this place, run because a transformer will be chasing your ass in no time. 
he found a transformer. He thought it was just an engine. Yeah. And it was just a, a, a truck, and he was going to get the engine out. He was going to make a lot of money off the parts of that 18-wheeler. And what do you know? Screwed <laughs> again. Right. The 18-wheeler gets up and walks away. We don't got a deal. Are, how are we going to pay the rent now? I got you an 18-wheeler. 18-wheeler says, hey, something about my balls. That's not an 18-wheeler. That's a comic relief transformer. <laughs> it's bad enough they turn into robots, but do they have to like do like testicle humor? Yeah, imagine he like flips the hood and he's like, "What the hell is this?" And there's like two big cube things, so he goes to touch one and it's like, "Hee hee hee hee," you know, you're tickling its balls. Okay. <laughs> you might as well cradle them when you're down there, Alice. Well, in a cube. Okay, now I don't know if this was this next scene was written. Um, after they, the scene was changing. It probably was. You know what? It probably was. So we've got the black guy, um, and he's tripping on acid. And um, these, um, these like, right-wing people are going to show up and say, we don't like the Seeker, so you're friends with the Seeker, we don't like you. And they're going to, like, be- try to beat him up. <laughs> You'll see. The guy's name's Elwood. Uh, it's Max Julian. He's he was in a film called The Mac. I don't know. He was oh, the talented Mac. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen seventy three. He he also wrote Cleopatra Jones, or he co-wrote it, and another famous film. His credits really stop in the seventies, though. Oh, he's pretty good in this movie. I mean, the band's yeah. pretty good. Now, see, those are all the "we're gonna beat you up" types. Oh yeah. We're intimidating and scaring you. We're San Francisco natives, you fucking transplants. Right. Coming from your... Where did that woman come from in uh, the revolution? Oh, uh... Coming from your Des Moines, Iowa. (laughs) Hitchhiking across the United States to get here to San Francisco. From Saginaw. You went all the way from Fresno, Oxnard, California. Why don't you go back to Oxnard? Do you ever been in Montclair, California? Yes. Oh, yes, Carl. And actually, I almost picked the movie. Uh, so there, Oakland has a district. It's not an actual town, but there's a district called Montclair. Uh-huh. And it's cool. very well-to-do. It's always been very well to do in there. So that's that's the Montclair. But I saw a movie, and I almost picked it, but it was just a TV movie, so fuck it. It's called Hot Times at Montclair High. Uh-huh. And Carl and I both and went to Montclair High, but this was shot in Burbank. Hey, Mike, uh, I'm sort of interrupting your line of thought. I'm sorry about that. Remember there used to be those after-hours CBS specials? Marco was on it. Yeah. Yeah, see, was, if we could see that, that would really touch home. Yeah, that. because that would show the actual high school. The hot times in Montclair High School in New Jersey, from Montclair, New Jersey, was in two after-school specials, Revenge of the Nerd. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. And what's the other? Well, I don't know if it was called, but we at school, it was. we called it It's Okay to Be Gay. <laughs> right, right. Now, was it really literally CBS after school? I think it was ABC after school. Well, what's, what are they doing to her? Um, they're fighting. I don't know. It's yeah. implied rape. 
and then when that happens, the uh, hippies get yeah, yeah. You hands off my squeaky. The thing is, it's a little backwards. Like these guys go to kiss her, and then all of a sudden they're getting their ass kicked by the hippies. That's really not the way it would have gone down. Right. Okay, you see him tripping. Yeah, so, so he doesn't even know that they're fighting right now. Well, he does, and he sees them as like uh, knights, uh, mid- medieval. How do you say it? It's not medieval. It's pronounced medieval. Yeah, you see it as medieval knights. Knight. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're knights at the round table. Okay, now you... Pre- <laughs> you pretend you're getting hit. Okay, roll him. Roll him. Okay, now he, the drug guy, there, there it is. See, in his head, he sees a... Oh, yeah, he does see the knits from the round table. He sees the knits from the round round table. What is that? Round table. Round table. That's what it was. You ever try round table pasta? Doesn't really make the thing. I, I That's a California I chain. Get, okay, okay. Good oh, round it table, is? Round table pizza. Oh. One time I was in Georgia and they made a what they called a round table pizza. It was terrible. It was, it was, big, it was like a little small coffee table and then they cut it a million times so you took out a little square of it. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Nobody does pizza like... Uh, New Jersey. New York City. Right. New Where Carl is calling from. Right. We're, we're coast to coast. Something. We're recording this live. We're posting it the, that day on our on our podcast. We represent America, man. Well, right. at least fly the coast, the not the fly betweens, but the coast. Fly over sure. country. Fly. Whoa! So they're just going to leave those guys crippled in their own uh, parking lot, uh, car lot, and then go off. <laughs> yes, they are. We're, okay, we're at a, now we yeah. see um, the band doing their concert, and Jack Nicholson doesn't even pretend to be a musician. He just walks through this whole thing. It's pathetic. You know, what's very famous about the psychedelic scene in San Francisco, the music, at least, was that during the live shows, there was these guys that would do what the psychedelic colors in the background, you see, like we yeah. have a drummer. And those guys still do it. The original people who did it back in the 60s still do that effect for shows in the in the San Francisco and Bay Area where I would love to be at one of those because it's cool I don't know yeah it is I've, it's almost like a time travel I really wish there was such a thing as time travel and there's very few ways you could do it like you know about Pompeii right sure so it's like a snapshot in time. I mean, you can see their drawings on the walls. You can see what the rooms look like. You can see, like, their possessions in the houses. It's really like stepping back in time and seeing what it would be like to be one of... And all it took was a, a volcano to A volcano. <laughs> yeah, like, you feel sorry for that poor mosquito gets covered in amber, but now we make a diamond. See, if I had a time machine, I would run two lines of business. I have one where if you want to commit suicide, uh, yeah. you would dress up as Hitler. And then the other, you could time travel back in time and kill Hitler and shoot Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. That's you serve two big, purpose. I wrote this. I didn't. I abandoned it because I had to. I wrote this screenplay. It was like a rough draft. 
and this guy's got a time machine, and he wasted it trying to get the Beatles back together. <laughs> That's a great idea, Carl. You should totally go with that idea. I love and it. And you know what Lennon says to him? Every single time he goes back and tries to make it right again, yeah. Lennon's always like, you got a time machine. Won't you just go back and fucking kill Hitler? And at the end of the film, I can't ruin it for you. Okay. It'll be at a theater near you. But at the end of the film, he goes back with Lennon, and they Oh, him and Lennon kill Hitler. Bench. Yeah, they do. And it's on a park bench in uh, when he was an artist, you know, he's sleeping outdoors. Was he dressed like how I won the war? <laughs> well, that was just dressed like a British soldier. Yeah. That was a, and it wasn't the greatest film, but there were good things about good how things I won the it. war. Yeah. And seeing him in it was fun. I have to say your idea is terrific. Good, good. Okay, so maybe I just turn right back to yeah. it. It's practically written. It just needs to have... I'm you just should, a little busy. Could you set it during the time when John Lennon was a Hollywood vampire? <laughs> what? During the 70s, like there was Mickey Dolenz, John Lennon, uh-huh. uh, I think Harry Nielsen, and someone else, right. and they called themselves the Hollywood vampires because they would go out and and drink and coke, I guess, allegedly, oh, all night. Oh, John Lennon's lost weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It lasted about a year and a half. You know what? I don't have a segment. I don't have that. That's a great idea. Okay. I'm on the case. Because it, it seems like such a, a lull for such a guy that, you know, this would happen. You know, th- at that point, like trying to say you should join up. It's just, you know. Yeah. Let me see night. Okay. So in this scene, they're going to do it. And they're both very nervous in the real world while this is getting filmed. And one of the reasons is because of Mimi. Mimi is there, the, the jealous girlfriend. So he was literally very jealous. That's insane. They really are uh, smooching away. Also, it, she, they were both part of the trip. You know, he wrote it. But Peter Fonda was naked in their kissing scene, and neither of them really wanted to do that. They had to put their thighs out there to imply that they were naked. Right. And, see the thigh? Yeah. Just as I, yeah, that's a big deal to them. They were very embarrassed. Look at her. <laughs> My mom's going to think I'm... Your, your kissing is making a psychedelic special effect. Yeah, these aren't body doubles. They just unfocus. Yeah, it's really blurry. And gave you a lot of flesh. I don't See, think it's oh. them. One of them has a tail. Oh, there we go. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> See, ooh. Don't you love... Now, like, you saw the rug against amber waves of grain. Carl, she's, she's like you. She, uh-huh. Her likes are uh, satin sheets. <laughs> <laughs> kissing in the dark and pissing in the lark you mispronounced the word lake in your song yeah yeah pissing in the lake that's a good one <laughs> listening to drake that would be a great one like when i'm swimming with people that's like one of my funnest things it's just to let me pee out <laughs> nobody knows but me i got a warm patch you sure did honey yeah, until you shart by accident, and then the gig's up. Oh! Game's over. Game's over. You can't hide it, right? Who farted? Come on, Carl. We know it was you. Look at the cloud in your butt! <laughs> Carl, did you pee in this pool? No. Well, you <laughs> obviously shat in the pool. Look behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a candy... Uh, uh, caddy, caddy shack, right? Oh, right. The, the butterfinger in the pool? <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's Carl's chat. He says, it's okay, it's okay. Crunch, crunch. 
There's Dookie in the pool. Sorry, eating it. Okay, so um, she's in the hippie she house wakes game dress, up and she's all happy. She just did it, right? Right. And so she now has a new lover, and that new lover is uh, Jack Nicholson. Now Jack's downstairs getting ready for the. Uh, wait, wait, wait. All right, sure. going down the staircase. Yeah, I think. Okay, once again, he's telling D- Dean Stockwell, he's saying, listen, a guy approached me last night. He wants us to do something at the something room. And apparently that's how Jefferson Airplane got discovered or something. Huh. So Dean Stockwell is again like, you're corrupted by money. Just come on, Dean. Are we just going to make a little music? He's like, how do you feel about monogrammed suits? You're going to become corrupted. I don't know. They're both dicks, and they're dicks to each other. Here, let me put on some of it. Okay. Games against him. Because Peter started to want things. Can you hear it? Yeah. They don't want too much. They can't take away from it. I don't need anything. Well, pretty soon that little girl, you're pretending not to notice. I'm standing right there with her eyes full of love. He doesn't have any emotion when he talks, Dean Sockwell. He keeps a really good poker face the whole time. Yeah, he's playing a guru kind of, like a know-it-all person. (laughs) I think that's a conscious acting choice on his part. I'm serious. Did you uh, hear about the the Zen Buddhist who ordered a hot dog? Yes, I did. Everybody's heard that. He said, oh, one with nothing. And I also want it for free. Nothing! And also, I don't want to pay yeah. for it. I want you to give me the money. <laughs> what? Did you hear about the socialist Buddhist? <laughs> got a hot dog. <laughs> with everything, and you pay for it. <laughs> Bernie Sanders hot dog here. Bernie Sanders hot dog. Sanders. That guy was great. Boy, I tell you. Too bad he didn't. I wish he would run. I don't care if he's old. Just win the thing. Have Elizabeth Warren as your vice president. So when you kick the button, we're okay. Right. Bingo. Okay, now we're at a funeral, right? Yeah. And this is the park across the street from your house. As a matter of fact, you can see your house through the trees. I'll show you when. All right. Okay. So this guy actually died? Is it Henry? Is it the acid head from the first reel? Um, I ha- there's a story I could tell you or we could watch it. Let's what do you want me it. to do? Young hippie. Okay. Oh, that oh, guy. He's dead. Oh, he's he dead, dead, all right. I don't think it gets now, any better. I thought deader. you saw this film. Didn't you see this film? I remember the diner scene and I remember something bad happens to her and uh, uh-huh. it's just a bunch of hippies in the park. Hey, poor. Hey, poor. Hey, poor. You That's don't have it. to be poor anymore. The uh, front two four two. Hey, poor. That's when sampling uh, radio preachers was considered avant-garde. That's great. I and want you to bow your head. That was Kevin Voltaire. And then KLF had one too. For oh, and there was the House of God for twenty-five dollars a day. God's house, the House of God. Okay, so they're walking down the park with a dead body. Right. I, think he, I think he needed a permit nowadays to walk around the park with a dead body. Well, I mean, this was groundbreaking times. That permit probably exists because of these freaks. It's like, hey, there's a big party train. Let's follow it. Oh, there's a dead body in front of it. <laughs> the now, most impressive wonder, line. 
I wonder who this is playing. They're getting a highlight, so it's probably one of these. Uh, I bet you it's a strawberry alarm clock. By the way, everyone in San Francisco loves strawberry alarm clock. You have to have nothing but respect for them. They have incense and peppermint, but the song that they this isn't them. This isn't oh. them. Is the seeds? It's like maybe? The, well, I don't know because the thing says that it was. Um, where is it? It, it's Sky Saxon of the Seeds. Oh, I see. Well, well there's uh, the storybook Beads of Innocence. Yeah. And Bone Bonesy Crike. What? Bonesy Crikes. That's what I said when I stepped on a piece of glass. <laughs> it's like an Australian person's crikeys or whatever they say. Oh, Bonesy Crike! I love these movies. They just have people frolicking in the park. Oh, no, I guess they're carrying a dead body, excuse me. Well, yeah, it's not frolicking. I mean, uh, they're all very unhappy about it. But there's something very sick. There's a ritual here in which a girl will kiss the dead body. Oh, I... She really, really does it. <laughs> all right. Let's see the scene where a girl kisses a dead body outside my house. It's really? Yeah. yeah. Actually, you can see your house. Do you see in between the gaps of the leaves? You can yeah. see Molly in the window. That's that's your place across the street. Uh, oh no! Don't do it! Really? Ew, show us! He oh, brought him to life! Yay! Yay! Oh, it's the death of the hippie. They're doing the fair. There was they had a march in San Francisco called the Death of the Hippie. It might have been New York, but they uh, had a do fake they, curse, you know, a fake coffin, and they carried out. Uh-huh. That guy has a swastika on his. Do vest. they throw flowers on it like that? I guess. Well, they fuck. That guy had a swastika vest. Really? A studded That's swastika. Not cool. Well, he must have. Okay, been. now look at Jack Nicholson's hands. You All see, right. he doesn't even pretend. He doesn't even try. He's look, his hand piano. on the left is completely still. Uh-huh. His hand on the right is doing like flexing. To be fair, he's only playing. The music only has two notes in it. Song. B A A B. C B A likes to play. Now, that might be the girlfriend again. I think it is. She's the one who kissed the, all the monkey members in the movie head. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Ooh, Miss Pleasure, shot. or whatever her name was. Oh, uh, this place must smell like ass. The hippie haven? Probably. Like in Breaking Bad, the... Is there a bug on the plate? Oh, my uh, God! There's a roach. Hippies. I don't know if it's a roach, but, I mean, it, what else would... Oh, well, pass that roach. Oh, so he's got the roach. Oh, yeah. I was being literal, but... <laughs> They're smoking a roach. Now, now, she, the deaf girl there, uh-huh. she's starting to not be happy. Yeah. She's looking around at this disgusting place, including the roach, and her boyfriend isn't talking to her because he's concentrating on the big gig. Now, look, he's not mad at her or anything. He's right. ignoring her. He's got his cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. Take drink. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh I gotta put that off screen. When you when you're in the studio, what's your favorite hot cup of coffee you like to bring in there? My hot my what cup of coffee? Now, when when you're jamming with the band, don't you guys have like yeah. cu- cups of coffee on the side? Just, well, yeah, yeah, I've got um, I I hate Mondays. <laughs> And I got World's Best Dad. Wait like, a minute. That's the name of track one and two, respectively, off your album. 
Are you telling me AMPM twenty four hour coffee was also taken from a mug? And I have on Wednesdays I use the mug. It says you're an ugly. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah! I got fired because Wednesday I had my coffee mug said Hump Day. I'm not gonna help you, fucking assholes. <laughs> now look how upset she is. She went to go into her room to get some privacy, and those two were in there doing it. Now she's trying to do the dishes just because it makes her feel like maybe she gets some control over this crazy house. And do you notice the pop art uh, painting behind her? Of yeah, the Franco-American yeah. can of spaghetti? Right. And the thing is, this that was very hip. Now, um, uh, what's his name with the Campbell soup cans? He did had already come out and had his fame at this point. So maybe that's where this came from. Uh, Warhol, Warhol. He was very influential with that kind of using commercialism. And we've seen it in another movie we watched on the show. It's a bikini world where the apartment uh, yeah. had those, those kind of makeshift posters. Now, Jack Nicholson is going to snap. Ready? She's going to get, he's going to get real mad All right, and yell at her. What? Jenny, what do you want? Can't you see that we're working? Hey Carl, can you stop arguing with your is. family for one second so we can hear this Jack Nicholson get angry clip? I'm I'm fil- I'm recording this important podcast. Okay, <laughs> hundreds of people are listening to this. Hundreds. Uh, uh, no, higher. <laughs> no, well, I mean, for purposes of the joke. Yeah. Do you know how many people are watching this show? Literally hundreds. Do you know how many people watch the Dave Letterman show? At least hundreds. Ten. Hundreds. Hundreds of people. <laughs> it's true. It's a hundred million, but hundred thousand. So um, now Jack Nicholson, uh, you would think, breaks it off because he feels guilty or something, but he doesn't. He's just like upset, and he's like, "I feel mad," and I think he like does an alternative bang on. So I don't know. He just. He's a jerk in this film, and I don't know. Jack Nicholson wrote it so easy. It's so funny, the, the background. The, their house has a working uh, barbershop pole. Right, and that's like an example of like, um, it's a movie. You really yeah. wouldn't see that. Okay, the name of the band, right? Their psychedelic band is Mumbling Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Mumbling Jim. Mumbling Jim. The name of their band. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I think you guys are really fantastic, but which one's Mumbling Jim? <laughs> My Pink Floyd. Yeah, which one's Pink? Which one's Pink? Oh, look at the neon sign in the background. Maybe that's my house. Now, just before this film, you know, got in the can, he had auditioned, Nicholson had auditioned for The Graduate. Huh. You know, the one with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And apparently he really wanted that part, and he had more chops than uh, Hoffman. He really lobbied hard for that. He just, you know, he did the audition, of course, but I mean, he, you know, you know people in Hollywood, but it was not to be. So he did an appearance on the Andy Griffith TV show just before he filmed this, and then after this was done, he went on to Easy Rider, and that made him a star, Easy Rider. Wasn't the Goodbye Girl about Dustin Hoffman getting a role for The Graduate? Like, no. uh, that was Richard Dreyfuss. It was a, uh, but there was a story. Right. Well, it was an a actor. Sto- yeah, an actor who, uh, 
leaves, and I, I think it was kind of loosely based on uh, graduate. Maybe it was. I would really doubt it. I mean, he was he. She needed to rent out her room because of some. She got left by her husband or something like that. Right. He was an actor in New York. He was doing Macbeth, and he had to do it with the hump. Remember? Yeah. And then Benson, the guy from the Jeffersons, the but uh, the doorman, Robert, uh, the Goulet? He was no, the not director. Goulet, the singer. Yeah. He was the director. He passed like, away. I just. Well, yeah, he did pass away. He had a stroke on Sports Night. When he was recording, uh, really? he, he, uh, he, the actor himself had a stroke and they incorporated it in the storyline. But yeah, it was, uh, it was good to see him on screen. Okay, look, uh, I, I have to interrupt myself yeah. here because somebody is broken in to the art gallery part of their home. This is a huge home. And yeah. you're absolutely right. It's all Hollywood. This is a Dick Clark production yeah. where no one lives in a place like this. If this film was shot now, they'll have, like, Apple products everywhere. Yeah. Well, they, he did do product placement for Dr. Pepper. I'm still looking for that. Dick Clark made money from Dr. Pepper for that. That's great. Yeah. And he personally did it as the producer. He personally placed... He was on the... I almost, well, it was only 22 days this was shot. And this was shot in uh, October of uh, 67. Okay, so the light's on, and it's Bruce Dern in a crazy man wig. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that the brother? It is the, yeah, the seeker. Steve uh, Davis, the brother. He's a wild man in a wig. <laughs> you think that's a wig? Well, the internet tells me it's a wig. That's so funny. I mean, I, you, don't well, have I mean to, you don't have to be a method actor, but you should grow out your hair. <laughs> oh, well, you know, that was one of the things that he didn't like. You see, they were all here filming the thing, and Bruce Stern was nowhere to be found. He, then he flew in, and he did his, like, one day and two day of shooting and left. He said, I'll never work like that again. I didn't know any of the cast and characters. I wasn't really part of the script. Right. You know, I've, I've got to be on set with the cast of people. That was in the DVD extra. Oh, very what cool. What he's saying is, I sculpted this, and it's like a temple. It's a way I speak to God, so I'm taking it back. I'm not a thief. I'm just taking what's mine. And then he goes, listen, dude, we got your sister. And he's like, no, seriously, I'm just taking this because it's mine. I'm not stealing. He goes, listen, dude, we know your sister. You know Jenny? <laughs> so he's like, we'll take you to her. And he goes, give me a day to get my head straight, which means he's tripping. There we go. You mean that my sister Jenny really so they want to come with me right now, and I'll take you to it. Uh, okay. Come on. I tell you what. I tell you what. You give me a day. Give me a day uh -huh. to get my head straight. So he's he, he just might be he just might just need a day to get his head straight. It might not be drugs. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> uh -huh. You're, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It could. Uh, you said it could be right. You're saying you're asserting that is a possibility. No, I'm saying it's just what he said. He just needs to get his head straight. There's no drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this article and it's talking about Bruce Dern being typecast as psychos and weirdos. Oh, absolutely. That's where I learned he was wearing a wig. And at, right after this movie, he played with Clint Eastwood's Hang 'Em High. That that this role led to that that role apparently. He was in the um, trip, right? 
Yes, he was in the trip. And now he was um, scary in the trip, I think. I got to see this trip. I, I'm going to put it in my queue. Let me write that down. Yeah. I'm renting the last detail and the trip. Carl, by the way, uh, when he says, I'm renting, he actually writes to Netflix, and then Netflix sends him the DVDs. <laughs> yes. You can't stream this. Okay, right now we're learning the backstory of poor deaf girl, and what we're learning is my mom was a bitch, and my mom was also Jenny's mom. And well, that makes yeah, sense. There's, there she is. Meany, meany she's not a She's not a female dog. What are they talking about? That's just well, that's a woman. true. Yeah. Oh, you so know she she's has mean this box candlelight. Of, there's a box of keepsakes, you know, little little girl things, a shell from the time we went to the beach, and a trinket locket, you know, stuff. And she throws it into the fire. No. And that was like the day Jenny was like lost her naivete. And, oh, there's Bruce Stern. Bruce is here. I'm spying. Young Bruce. Uh, I didn't realize throwing your kids' uh, toys into the fireplace scars them. I really fucked up as a parent. Now, look, if I was little girl, I would stop trying to grab that thing and Uh kick her in the nuts. Yeah, you kick your mom in the nuts. You are so rude. Well, maybe the shin, the shin. Yeah, well, you That's perfect. That's the shin. That's that's how you'll get that thing down to the ground again. It's a flashback. No one asked for a flashback. God damn it. (laughs) Now, see how cruel she yeah. lets her have it and then takes it back and chucks it. And then she becomes Batman. This is a cool origin what? story. No, she would be she would be keepsake in the fireman because that scare <laughs> Bruce Wayne, right? So the perfect crime. Should we cover our tracks, boss? Maybe put out this fireplace? Nonsense. Let's take the diamonds and run. You're going nowhere. <laughs> She threw it in there. Mom's a, mom it. did it. I can't say yep. mom, bitch. Oh, no. Mom realized her mistake. I don't think so. Uh, you see, there's something that comes out of Jenny's mouth. This is what the Seeker's saying. This this weird thing is coming out of her mouth. Yeah, it is. It's kind of cool. Spewing bile. David Lynchian. Mom's tripping. I think Bruce Stern yeah. is, is embellishing this story. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And look, Jack Nicholson's just buying it. Yeah, oh, so she spat out a spider from her mouth? All right. I think maybe that's what he saw as a boy. Right, and it didn't really happen. Uh, psychedelic. Is that how you play bongos in your rock show? Just sit there in front of the drummer. Now this is this is Strawberry Alarm Clock, and apparently in this scene, um, the um, the guitarist is playing one guitar, and then you cut back to him, and he's poof in a different guitar. All right, let's check. Right now, his guitar is Muni Radio, but if you cut back, it'll be my house. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the guy in red cool. with the white pants. His guitar changes apparently. Oh, take a look. Keep an eye out. I'm too um, busy tripping. This is man. the most boring piece of trivia. <laughs> I D B M I D B I M D B ever told me. 
Um, also, the girlfriend is in this scene, but I could not see her. She's a dance. She's one of the dancing people. I actually saw is her. Is that her? That, is that her? Well, oh, there's Pam Benjamin. Look to the back. Yeah, and right. Left. There's Pam. Back and left. Look, they're Ooh, getting face painting, body painting, black, uh, kissing bla- un- under black light. Yeah, you shouldn't kiss somebody when they're getting body makeup on, face paint on, because it gets all over your it face. Rests in, yeah. <clears throat> this oh, one man. girl gave me a BJ, and my stomach was all blue. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, because uh, of the face okay. paint. Yeah, I got uh, it. Aquamarine, it was Aquamarine. <laughs> How come you have a cat on your chest? <laughs> oh, that's good. Now we're getting into pedophile humor. Oh, guitar change. Yeah, look at that. Smaller. I'm, I don't know if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a guitar uh, guy. I don't know. The internet says it. Oh, wait a second. Now we're not watching Strawberry Alarm Clock anymore. No, it's, now it's, we're they cut later on. They're just jamming. <laughs> it's mumbling okay, Jim. So. Right, it's mumbling Jim. And just watch Jack Nicholson when it cuts to him. You'll see he doesn't even play. He doesn't. He just holds his hands. He's fucking phoning it in. Now she's deaf, right? Right. You think she could feel the vibration, but she claims no. Well, you know what's great is okay. that Dick Clark produced a movie of kids dancing to the top hits music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like American Bandstand the movie. Well, no, this is written by Jack. I mean, but I'm saying like he he, he produced a TV show where kids dance to today's hits, and yeah. right now we're watching today's hits being performed live or lip synced while while yeah. kids dance to it. It's the same thing. You're right. And look how long this scene is going on. Yeah. What is it? And there's okay, also now, a, here comes the seeker. And they're counting down the new year. Nine, eight. <laughs> there he is, seeker with the crazy man wig. Ah! Can't miss I him. I looked under chairs. I looked under tables. You know the song? Try no. to find the key. Fifty million favors. They call me the seeker. It's the who. Oh no! Been cool. searching low and high. Oh well. I only know seven now, twenty-seven who songs. I don't know that one. That is the bad one of the bad guys from uh, uh, from the junkyard. Oh yeah! I thought that was the movie director <laughs> telling him to cut the scene. He found the hippie haven. Yeah, oh, and look, go. the deaf sister missed it. Yeah, she didn't see that her brother got. Pulled away. Oh, so the brother was just so, about to go to her, and then he gets pulled away by. Somebody. You know the regular twenty-seven who songs that everyone else knows. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, you know. Yeah. It was a murder, a murder of the most extreme kind. Oh yeah, that song. Tommy is what twelve songs. Look, Look at his hand. Doesn't even move. Yeah, Pinball Wizard is probably what you know from Tommy. Oh, Tommy, can you hear me, right? <laughs> can you see me near you? No, the, guess what? No, the answer is no. He can't, Tommy cannot hear you. <laughs> Tommy, can you see me? No, no, he no, can't. He you can't. wrote this. Tommy. <laughs> you wrote, wrote this. It. Why are you wasting our time, though? Who? You wrote this. You know he can't hear you. <laughs> 
okay, now Dave is screwing with him again. He's saying, see, Stoney, Stoney's his name. It's Jack Nicholson. Just made an arrangement to go screw a girl upstairs. Oh, and now deal. Dave's all on him like, I thought Jenny was your girl. And he's like, Dave, mind your fucking business. Watch, they just grouse at each other. Hold on. Okay. Right. Wearing for underwear all the time, you know. Anything with my initials on it. Individual They're quipping back and forth right now. Yeah, they are kind of playing this. They are very adversarial. As long as you're honest about what you want. I'm honest, Dave. They just like, they're, it's like girls, friend, frenemy, you know? Yeah. They quit back and forth, like. Well, it's good because they, you know they, they do see through each other. You know how every click of girls, like, a minimum of two of the girls really dislike each other and one's trying to destroy the other you know kind of thing I know what's up that's with that that's what they're doing I don't know it's they're just, like teenage uh, girls those two are yeah <laughs> wow look at his George Washington hair there I know um, it's that awful fucking t- yeah. rat tail of a ponytail yeah. Daniel Day Lewis in uh, Mohicans last of the Mohicans how many rubber bands were sacrificed to keep that ponytail in place? <laughs> right. That's a lot of oil out of the ground <laughs> to keep your uh, rubber bands going. You know, if you so, pin his um, hair, the tail starts to wag. So just like Dave said, she shows up, and he's like, eh, I can't hang out with you right now, Jenny. Yeah, I got to dip I it elsewhere. I other things to do. So that means it's just going to be Dave and Jenny together. Come on, Jenny. Come on, Jenny. <laughs> you're deaf. I'll bore you as my. I'll bore you to death. Right. You're the. Deaf. You're the. You're a good listener, Jenny. You're a good listener, and I like to talk. <laughs> you are a good listener. Okay, here's the seeker, and for some reason he's approaching. I don't know, like his house or something, and yeah. the bad guys. There they are. He has a nice house. Oh wow, know. they pop out of the pillars. Yeah, it's like. He's always being chased. He always walks into... Uh-oh. Okay, you see that? Yeah, I'm going to get you with fire. We should note the fire comes from an, a city alleyway burning uh, garbage can that just happened to be next to somebody. And now he has homeless a burning people stick. Were. Now, there were homeless panhandlers, you know, young kids. Yeah. And they actually pulled the gun on... Uh, pulled knives on the cat. Because, wow. like... Well, yeah, because in 68, it was all cool. In 67, I mean, 66 and 67, it was all cool. Right. And then as it got towards 68, it's the fall now. And they start seeing commercialism and people just showing up and, you know, uh, it becoming a circus. And so when the film was there, they were like, you're here to exploit us. And guess what? They were right. So the director gets a guy he worked with that, on another film with who knows the Hells Angels. And the Hells Angels became the bodyguards for the film. And everyone, like, A, chilled out. And other people who thought the Hells Angels were cool, remember, right. it was Yeah, dead. this is before... Uh, liked, now they liked the, the filming. Alamont. Uh, uh, before uh, Altamont. Altamont, yeah. Well, that may explain that, that swastika-studded jacket I saw in the uh, hippie funeral. They just might have been security. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, the swastika is also a um, symbol in Hindu religion. Okay, well, I will... Uh, I, oh, don't, but, I mean, you, do you know about that? It was yeah, like yeah, part no, of I know. Vishnu. It's, yeah, it's... Yeah, it, so, 
<clears throat> yeah, it's go at ahead. an angle or something. Okay, so here we go. Well, uh, the Nazi one's at an angle. Yeah. So that's every time I like get caught doing like a Jewish hate crime. That's what I do. I, I I'm a Hindu. Yeah. And this was, you know, this is Vishnu. You get a pass. You get a hard pass because it's actually not at an angle. Right. And yeah. don't, right. It's yeah. straight up and down. Yeah. And don't hate crime me, cop. Okay, you, so yeah. look at Dave. He's making the moves on her and he just gave her a terrible drug. Oh, he, she's going to trip now. Yep. How did he give it to her? Was it a sugar cube? Well, he ha- they had a drink oh. and... She didn't know it was, uh, he was like, Spiked. whatever you feel, man. You know what I mean? Just let her drink it. He didn't say a thing. I'm sure she didn't want to trip, and she didn't. What an asshole. Yep. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, did you ever see Entourage the movie? And I, I, My favorite scene in Entourage the movie is that they're on a boat, and uh, I think uh, Turtle had put like uh <laughs> Viagra and ecstasy in the water bottle and he gave it uh-huh. to E by mistake or vice versa so E drank it and they're like oh <laughs> it was like ex- uh, ecstasy of Viagra it was a stiffy stiffy trippy trippy yeah a stiff trip it was a stiff trip <laughs> have a stiff cock Kale with me, have a stiff cock. Stiff cocktail. <laughs> Kale with me. I didn't write that. Have oh, a stiff cocktail with me. Have a stiff cocktail with me. How's your hole? All right. Family. All right. All right. Okay. 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 All right. Somebody All right. else's material. <laughs> Don't make me sing I Want to Kiss You, but you won't let me. So Jack Nicholson comes in and he thought, see, he's drinking more of it right now. Oh, the Kool-Aid. So Jack Nicholson came in and found Dave kissing up on him. What is his girlfriend? Because he wants to have all the girls. So there was a big fight. Oh, now she's tripping, right? Yeah, well, no, look, see? She's like, I'm mad. Does he know what he's drinking? Okay, so listen, I'm mistaken. Yeah, she knows it's a drug. But listen, I'm mistaken. Look at that, one take, one gulp. It wasn't Dave who did it. You can see what she did it to herself. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. But she's crying in between. She go, took it, gulped it all down, and then started to cry. That is called a bad trip coming. She yeah. regretted. She will regret. Look, he's trippy too. Yeah. Yeah, he almost. So uh, now, um, Jenny's off on her own, and Jack Nicholson comes back. It's like, what the fuck, Dave? And then, okay, so he's given him a lead on where is the brother. And she's heading right down there where it is. Forget exactly. Let me see if I can listen. There's an address on the back. There's an address. He calls it Stone. Oh. Oh, yeah, he really is tripping. He's almost showing emotion. Yeah, he's actually. The other Who song you know is what? The other Who song? Yeah, you don't 27. Oh, oh that's right, the Who. Okay, so I know uh, We Won't Be Fooled Again, A Teenage Wasteland, A Bubba right. O'Reilly, that's three songs yeah, right yeah. there. Um, I know uh, I Can't Get, wait, no. Uh, Girl, close, You Really Got right? Me. 
No, that's the Kinks. No, I know 27, <laughs> Magic Boss, Force the Spider. Right. Uh, yes, yes. <clears throat> Pinball Wizard. You know that from Colva. Uh, Pinball Wizard. Yeah. Oh, you know, I heard they're having their final reunion this year. I better go see that final concert. There's only two of them alive. Okay, what's the 21st? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, hang on. Mods are cool and, and can. Rocker. Uh, wait. Uh, okay. Quadrophenia. Right over. Well, if that's the album. Oh, the song. Okay, let me start over. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can do albums. If you send an album, you get twelve songs. Okay. So okay. All right. Down to tw- twenty. What's no, the, but uh, I should 18? do the songs because I, I mean I did say I, I do know twenty-seven Who songs. I mean, there's so many f- fucking times I hear that stuff over and over again. Now you see, Jack Nicholson is like, you led her out there on her own, deaf and under drugs, and she's going to see her brother. What a jerk you are. All right, and her brother's Come being beat up. And there's the band. The Look at that. Literally the backup band. Yeah. They, they follow Look, them. They show up just in time. He's in the burning house. I know, it's insane. Look at how calm everyone is. I would Jenny, shit a brick if I was... I know. It's like yeah. they turned on the gas jet. And they can guess Jenny Everyone sees the, the seeker. Now look, the seeker is so stupid that he can't run outside. Right? Hey, look at him. He's fucking toasty. Have you ever been around a serious explosion? You know. Oh, absolutely. Okay. There's no One way time, you could do this. Uh, yeah, right. Because of the heat, right? Yeah. No, you can't smile okay, so, and stand. Oh. <laughs> um. Uh, there, I went to an air show with my kids. And they did an ex- example of napalm, okay? And they did it on the runway of the, uh, in uh, Sussex, County, New, uh, Sussex County Airport, New Jersey. It was so hot, Mike. There's no And we were far from it, far away. Yeah. Okay, well, so now her tripping is going to start kicking in. Oh, yeah. Look, the camera went right in there. Now the camera's swooping yeah. around. She doesn't even have to act in this scene. The camera did it for her. The camera does the acting for her. <laughs> I'm tripping. Now we're in her world. Which is see, a world smoke, of smoke. See, I, we don't know if this is real or not because it could very well be real. A real trip. Boom. Well, the, I guess it's fake. She's going to the car, right? And the car's like, want me to drive you to Toontown? <laughs> now watch the fire chases her the fire literally chases her oh yeah well that's not safe dick director I saw now, I saw where was films. this filmed because oh, this all is, of this, this was isn't filmed Hollywood. at Haydash. this is a lot I mean this isn't like a San Francisco alley known for its burning I, I uh, agree I agree but the thing is the internet says it was all shot You've got to be right. Look at that. They couldn't do that. Yeah, and you know, you could tell the architecture of the apartments that are really uh, San Francisco, and when they go up Hay Street, the building has a unique style, like any city does. So, when you're in San Francisco, you can tell. I mean, it's the smell. (laughs) Yeah, all that patchouli and. Oof. At Tom's deodorant, shit doesn't work. Wow, she's so we don't know what is real and what is not. Yeah, because it's chasing her. Look, see, it goes around the corner. This see, this is Laszlo Kovacs fucking cranking it up, because uh, 
Now, I've got a quote here from Bruce Dern really, really knocking the director. Okay, I'd love uh, to hear it. Okay. Dernsy. Uh, Dern credits most of his acting ability learning at craft in his own B-movies. In Psych Out, he wrote in his autobiography, Dick Rush was a serious filmmaker, but he had no conception of how to deal with an actor. He just didn't know what to say to you. He'd say, do it again, or try it again. Any kind of enthusiasm or energy, the director would mistake that for talent. He was most sensitive, one of the early directors I worked for, but he doesn't, wasn't the best. Roger Corman was far superior. Wow. So speaking. So you learn to do it yourself. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Derns, he, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty trippy dude. I mean, uh, he's, he's still out there, which is great. I don't know, have you seen the movie Nebraska? Yeah. That's great. He did a great job. Now look, she sees fireballs, but what is it really? What? Headlights. Oh cars. no, she's got on the she's, 101. Yeah, she, well, I don't know about that, but yeah, she's in the middle of a highway. Oh, is this the How end of the movie there? then? Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't like the end of this movie. <laughs> I think, <laughs> unlike, unlike her, I can see the ending coming. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the bridge! I walked in the middle of the bridge. You're supposed to jump off the bridge. That's how the suicide works. Oh, there's a hippie but bus. She's, she's just tripping. She doesn't... This film was first called Love is a Four-Letter Word. Then it was changed to Love and Money. And then when they Nicholson sold it, I didn't sell it, whatever. When they rewrote it, it was The Love Children. And then this Sam Aircoff of International Pictures, American International Pictures, was like, Love Children could be like illegitimate children. Right. So they had just released Psycho, so he made it Psych Out. Psycho was so 1960. Um, let me just read it here. Um, oh, no. They had just re-released oh yeah, here's Dean getting hit Dean got hit by the car well and that Stockwell didn't crashed. end well that Stockwell didn't end well <laughs> all all the Stockwells did end well. not end well so she's saved but the man who actually likes her sacrificed himself and killed so here he is in his dicky it is you know his outfit for the film yeah. there's blood on the dicky what a long, strange trip it's been, man. Or some <laughs> other fake line snore. See you at Woodstock. And roll em. Can you Can you get a little more ketchup on the chin? A little more roll enthusiasm. Em. You just got hit by a car. Can you give me a little more enthusiasm? <laughs> Look at her laughing. That was hilarious, Dean. You suck. <laughs> uh, must this trip end with a car crash? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, is she sober? I don't think he is in this scene, Nicholson. Oh, sl nice slow-mo. Once again, the um, the camera did the acting for her, right? Yeah. Now she's stuck with the same jerk because the, yeah. the man who truly loved her just got hit by a car saving his life. Right, and now she got a bun in the oven. Oh, really? No, there it is. Oh, all right, nope. ladies and gentlemen, there's Susan Strasberg, <laughs> Dean Stockwell, Jack Nicholson, Bruce Stern, Adam Rourke, Axe Jillian, and Henry Holsom, and others. Oh, Gary Marshall, playing Closeman. I found out that in Dean, um, 
Dean Stockwell was in Dune. Did you know that? No. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I didn't know. He was I, in Blue Velvet. That, well, that, that was definitely... Was in, that revised... I mean, that was the second, like... Uh, that really, oh, you yeah. remember? Yeah, well, I remember him in Blue Velvet. Absolutely. Do you remember him in Married to the Mob? Yeah, Married to the Mob. Oh, okay. I guess I've got to see these two again. Except I don't want to see Blue Velvet again. It's very disturbing. You know what, Carl? I, I'm going to find a movie, and I know it's out there. There's a Dean Stockwell movie from the 80s that is insanely bad. And the, not, well, let me put it this way the director himself posted this movie on his own channel. And his other videos are like this weird stuff that has nothing to do with movies. So uh, I'll, I'll find it. It's but limit up. I think it's called. He's pretty cool in that. Well, we did. And I really, I yeah. really think we need to see a CBS. If we could see Montclair High School and okay. Marka, it would be so great. Yeah. All right. We want to see Marka in this film at our old high school. So I'm going to go search out for Revenge of the Nerd. Or it's okay Revenge to be gay. Nerd, that's it. Working title. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, that's it. That's the movie. Uh, Carl, why don't you tell us where you're at, and I'll go start setting up the the theme song. Okay. So um, I am in demand. Uh, I have all these gigs that don't pay me money. <laughs> you set them up on your own, but they're not bringers. So just go to Carl and you can look me up. So if you want to and see- Mike. We'll be playing at giggles and uh, I'm going to be at giggles and uh, later this week. uh, Ah! (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. (laughs) I did a really fun show last night called Cat People over at the Layover in Oakland, uh, run Uh by uh, Jen Oski and uh, Juan Medina and and Luigi Diaz, and it was all about cats, and people loved it. Cool. Yeah. How many cats do you have? In my life, right now, one no. cat. One cat. Yes. What's the name and the age? Well, I, like I said last night, uh, her Twitter handle is Spiegel Kitty. If you want to follow <laughs> my cat Venus. My oh, I do follow her. My seventeen-year-old cat. I do. Seventeen years. Wow. Now's the time you really have to get to know. You know, try to learn from her wisdom, Venus's wisdom. Venus's wisdom. Ask her questions about the war. Soak up her early days. <laughs> what was now it like the between time. the war between the dogs and the cats? <laughs> what did you do when the stock market fell? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, where were At you first, we didn't think we didn't think this electricity thing would catch on. Next thing you know, bright light, big city, meow. Yeah. She, I didn't get a phone call from her till September 13th. I thought she was dead. Oh. Oh, too soon. All right. I'm sorry. It is. It's been 11 years. Um, no, it's been how long? It's 2001, been right? 11 years. Um, 17 years. Marcus was across the street. Your brother Marcus and, was across the street. Right. And my brother-in-law's brother was uh, was down there, too something lame like he was a doorman something <sighs> dumb my brother was wall street yeah across the street layman brothers quite frankly i, I had a friend who canceled his flight and it was, it was uh-huh. like one of the fateful flights so yeah uh wow i didn't know that about marcus Wait, what 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 he, he, he didn't take the flight because the flight was uh that yeah well what have you he was supposed to be on Wait, that flight he was supposed to be on the flight that crashed into the 
to the World Trade Center. Yeah. What? Wasn't there a Ben Affleck film like that? He like gave somebody his ticket. Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Oh, okay. I think I'm. Yeah, I know what we're talking about. Uh, It's called Sliding Doors. And like he lied to her and did you know didn't explain that he she was she was the widow, right? That's what it was. It was something like. I remember this movie. I don't remember the title, but yeah, he kind of snaked them to be on the same flight. Like his wife was cheating on her husband, and they both died, or something like that. Right? No, is that a different movie? The first time he ever meets Gwyneth Paltrow, she's like a cuckoo bird, and he like he's intrigued. He loves it. (laughs) He falls in love with her because she's like, "What? What?" Anyway, that's not the film we watched or. Oh, have you chosen the next film? Yes, I have chosen. Well, great. Well, let's let me say uh, next week uh, we'll be watching another movie, and I don't have it set up. It is a 1932 nudie film. Uh, one of the titles is "This Nude World" from 1932. Okay, this this nude world. Uh, or 1930 AKA what? Th- 32 or this naked life is another. Uh, I don't have the internet picked up for it, but... Uh, this Naked Life? Yeah. Naked. And it's from 1932, and it's basically every nudist film that we've ever seen, black and white shots of them playing volleyball for 15 minutes with a narrator. Okay, great. What kind of... Okay, there is no trailer, right? No, I can't find a trailer for this one. I wonder what kind of narration... Now, the thing is, the 30s was a lot... I mean, it wasn't the 20s, but it was a lot sexually looser than the 40s and 50s. Right. There the so, was some code, pre-code. Pre-code yeah. entertainment. And I should also say okay. two things for anyone who's listening. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we, Carl and I, will be starting up a Twitch channel. So if you're on Twitch, uh, we are too. So uh, right now I'm Spiegelmania at, in Twitch. but uh, oh, uh, Twitch one? Twitch one? Twitch one? You know, Twitch twitch.tv uh, I meant twitch. like which one right no I got you I, no I, I did get you what, do you, how do I jo- are you going to talk to me offline I got yeah, to be part of this Carl I don't understand it either anyway and then oh, okay. uh, well, we, we, we plan to use various available formats to stream our live show uh, elsewhere uh, as well as here on the station so you can watch it as well so uh, just stay tuned for that and also what was your favorite movie of last year? It's it's almost halfway through this year, so by this point, you've seen it. Give us a call. Just tell us. We would love to hear what movies you've seen, what movies you want us to do. Uh, just anything in general. If you could just send us an audio thing, our Twitter is at LWAFLMOYT. We would appreciate it. And, of course, we love you, Radio. We would love you to go to their website and yeah. donate to their PayPal. The link's available at mutinyradio.fm. Give them five bucks through PayPal. Help us keep the lights on. Uh, Carl, I think that's about it, right? All right, yeah. Yeah. The movie, oh, God. So Ben Affleck was like, uh, hey, you're Gwyneth Paltrow. And she's like, yeah, you're... (laughs) Well, like, when they first met ever, she, like, starts telling them the story about a woman who got addicted to the patch. Do you remember? I don't... I know the movie. I think it's a Miramax film. And Ben Ben Affleck's just staring at her like, you're a cuckoo person. You're a crazy person. Well, I'm smitten. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll have to see it. I'm going to put it on my Netflix so they can send me the video cassette. 
Uh, Listen, do you think that's... Look, if you want to see an old film, you can't. You can't stream it. Even if a film is from 2005, 2006, it won't be available on Netflix streaming. So that's why... I got 55 DVDs in my queue right now. There's plenty to see. I'm going to... Like the last detail you told me about? Right. That's not... You can't stream that on Netflix. No, you're absolutely right. You know, I I, I should say, for the record, I go to the library twice a week, and I I take out uh, DVDs all the time, so... He's socialist. Well, no, it's like three three weeks rental. Uh-huh. And a, a box Pretty of cool. one DVD. And nobody else is shopping there. It's very That's good. That's right. There are, there are people, some movies are tough to get, but I just got The Shape of Things, right? The Shape of Water, right. Yeah, The Shape of Water, right? So now I can watch it. No water sweat off thing. my back. I pay my taxes. That's how I see this movie. You know what? I, I think I'm going to Kinelon's library. Uh, they got a whole DVD rack. I'm yeah. just going to see what's up. Uh huh. And you're going to see, like, the last detail, right? They're copying the mm-hmm. new, And you go, oh, yeah, that's that movie. All right, so we <laughs> big shout out to renting DVDs from Netflix or from your local, check yeah. them out from your local library. It's the best way to see a movie as well as seeing them free on YouTube. Thank you, people who post them. Thank you, people. Uh, it's the most long winded ending. Uh, let's get out of here. Carl? All right. Thanks, Mike. See you soon. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, audience. See you guys soon. Or Vita, everybody. Enjoy. That's not what I want. (laughs) Once again, it's the long ending. Thank you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, hang on. Good night. Let's try this one more time. Let's watch. Let's watch. A full-length movie. Right there. Right here, right here. This is Carl. I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. My turn on the dark. Pissing on a lark and peeing in the park. (laughs) Follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Not the duh of dumb. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean for right now. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with my speaker man. Double time, double time. There you go, double time. Good night. Are you tired? Are you tired? Carl, don't end. Are you tired? On a raft without a patter. Keep going. Gather around, you sea dogs, <laughs> and get aboard the burial ship. As we set sail, set sail. The seas of mutiny We got everything, including gutter punk. What was the last time you heard gutter punk? As you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Okay, I'm going to go. I back out my brother. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
Hey everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army.com.
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. 
eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa and check your horror horoscope on horoscopia updated every three parsecs timstesseract.com timstesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. All right, it's time to start it up. Music's off. Time to go. Yeah. Here at the Sparkcast, recording live at Spark here, the beautiful, wonderful mission. No, this isn't the mission. This is Soma. This is San Francisco, an amazing place. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome to the Sparkcast. Yay! Uh, this is the podcast that we do live here at Spark, and uh, we have a bunch of different highlights tonight for you guys. We always do a product highlight. Uh, tonight's product highlight is the Purple Lights. It's an indica. It's very confusing now. It says 812 milligrams of THC, but then you have to divide it by something else, and then what it comes out to is 23%. Remember when we used to be, they got us used to percentages, and now they've confused us with these milligrams. Oh my God, math is so hard. (laughs) Now I feel like when I was in junior high, they're like, you're gonna need math for a reason. I'm like, yeah, so I can figure out how weed works. You know what I mean? Milligrams. 
Hundreds, thousands, easier. Ounces, confusing. Pints, even more confusing. Like, what is the, quarts? What does this even mean? Why are we even, can I get a quart of weed, please? They're like, that doesn't make sense to me. You have a tiny guitar. I think they're called mandolins. Ukuleles that look like a really cool, like, is it is it electric? Can you plug it in and make it like be like Jimi Hendrix? And like, bend the, oh, it doesn't really work. When I was a child, I used to take rubber bands and put them on nails over wood and pretend it was a guitar. <laughs> Did anybody else do that? Like, I'm making noise. Is anyone listening? No. <laughs> I 